Well, well, well. Best damn nation. Beautiful people. It is Wednesday, and you know it goes down, Jack. It's the best damn wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Brian Renegade, and with me, I have the best damn crew. I got the Renaissance man himself. Jack of all trades, the genie of the best damn wrestling podcast. LP is in the building. Going on, going on. Next, I have the Sultan of Spices. Huh? They call him the Paste Yourself Pimp. Senor Fuego himself, Chef Showtime. What's good? Roman Reigns is speaking to me. And last but not least, I have Mr. Boots to Asses himself. <clears throat> Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. What's up? What's up? Please excuse the echo. It's all good, brother. Uh, we are the best damn wrestling crew. Thank you for watching us and thank you for listening to us. On Pandora, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, uh, you can say, Alexa, play the best damn wrestling podcast, and she will play it for you. I don't Somebody, know what that means. <laughs> Somebody dropping off a load or something. Uh, but you can ask Alexa to play the best damn wrestling podcast, and she will play it for you. Uh, you can listen to your boys. Each and every Wednesday, or you can listen to us any day of the week on your favorite app near you. Fellas, let me go around the room, man. How's your week been going on? Let me start with LP. It's going okay, man. Just working on stuff. Not not nothing major. I, I ain't been busy enough, so some people need to come get some photos real quick. I'm going crazy. <laughs> if you need some holiday pictures, huh? Yeah. If you if you want to do a sexy Santa, huh? Huh? If, if if you want some some seasonal picks for your boot, hit up your boy LP. Come on, come on. You know what I'm saying? One click got everything you need, Jack. <laughs> Chef Showtime. What's been happening, Playboy? Nothing. Nothing. Just chilling. You know, letting my corns <laughs> breathe. <laughs> nah, nothing. Just got done with the holiday cooking. Work, working on this next holiday, Christmas. Some more cooking. Same old, same old. Oh man, same old, same old from the chef of the best damn wrestling podcast. Uh, we got to go to the wrestler uh, of the best damn wrestling podcast, Mister Everything. What's happening, man? Nothing much, man. I had my last. Uh, taping with Detroit and Narrative this past Friday, and I'm pretty much in awe for the rest of the year, except for a couple of little things I got going on. But you chilling now, awesome man. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. The holidays are upon us. Uh, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. Um, I look like 
Carl Winslow right now. I look like <laughs> a little portly right now, so I'm still getting rid of some of this turkey. Uh, been in the gym twice a week, so trying to get it in um, to get my, my body back because, you know, I'm trying to look sexy for the, the summer. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, but the holidays are doing it to you, and I'm going to put it right back on for Christmas. So <laughs> uh, if you're eating good, no, I know y'all eat good. LP, did you eat good, sir? Oh, yeah. But in the past three days, I ate even better, the same food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I know I ate on the, my food for a little bit. Uh, I, I started to get creative with the food, man, because I don't want to throw it away. So it's real easy to make some, uh, some mac and cheese pancakes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, some some collard green cereal, you know what I mean? Well, I start I start eating the turkey until it start moving around a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Once the turkey start moving, I'm like, all right, it's time to throw this away. It's, yeah, you can't eat on your Thanksgiving leftovers, but for so long, man. Uh, but fellas, we had a treat over the weekend, man, uh, with the big event. Survivor Series War Games, uh, and I want to go ahead and, and get into it. Beautiful people, uh, best damn nation, you know what time it is, and it is my personal favorite segment uh, that we do each and every week. It's Hot Topics! All right. So, Survivor Series War Games. Uh, I think it was a, a pretty decent event. I want to go around the board. And see what you guys thought about the whole Survivor Series War Games event, pay-per-view. And uh, we got to do a grade, man, A through F. You know what I'm saying? Just like we in school. Uh, let's go to your boy, the genie of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, LP. Ah, I give it a, a C plus. A C plus. Man, you are very stern, sir, in your dudging. <laughs> what, what, what did you feel like uh, War Games was missing? The war. <laughs> I, just like, I, just, I just felt like in today's era, a match like that ain't the same if you ain't got blood and you ain't got, you know, like, I, guess I'm, I guess that's the old school me coming out. Like I did, I did expect them to do more. They didn't do a lot of big, uh, big movements, big, big things. I, I just thought it was now the female match to me was better than the male match, but I thought the male match was very, even the ending was very lackluster. Like I don't know, I was like, where was everybody at when that was going on? Like they didn't do, nothing. they should have did more things that really should eliminate half of the people. But most of them was getting hit with regular hits, so I'm like, y'all could have easily been over there and uh, helped your boy KO out. So yeah, I, I just thought it was a little. Uh, a little, a little weak sauce. It was like a SmackDown episode to me, not like a. I was hyped. I, I was maybe I was maybe I was too hyped. No. Uh, no. I, I, you know, I would have to agree with you on that, man. It, to the fact that uh, this was a more watered down version of the War Games matches. If you guys have seen the War Games matches on NXT, they're a lot more brutal. Uh, they're like <laughs> it's a lot more that goes on. Obviously. WWE uh, takes the safety of their of their uh, wrestlers uh, very very seriously, but I think that they could have put a little bit more oomph in some of them hits. I think it you know 
uh, the storylines were there for some of the matches. But I think the women, the War Games women's match was uh, very, very good. It's probably the best War Games match on the card uh, versus the men. But the men's store, uh, War Games match told really great stories. Uh, and I want to go into the differences in between uh, the storyline matches and the very brutal matches for an event like War Games. Chef, what did you think about War Games? Uh, I will give it a C. It needs more <laughs> violence. See, tough crowd here. Very tough crowd, man. <laughs> needs a little bit more violence. Like, I, I agree with LP. It's, it's, it was just... It was boring. The best match was the female's war game. It was the worst right. watching like that. Hold that thought. We're going to go into that in a second. Uh, Mr. Everything, what would you grade these uh, Survivor Series war games pay-per-view? Uh, I definitely had to give it a B-. minus. Um, yeah, some of the matches did need a little bit extra. I don't, I don't think we really need blood anymore. I think we're done with that era for a very long time because uh, it's too many, too much risk in that. So, uh, yeah, it, it was it was a good show. I, I enjoyed it, uh, fellas. I gotta I gotta stay in line with what you guys are saying, man. I thought it was like a C plus show, uh, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, I thought that the women's war games match was really good. Uh, they went all out. It, it could have been a little bit more violent, as we all are saying, for war games. But overall, I think that the women did a bang-up job on that card. Um, the, the Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley match was a great match. And we're going to get into all of that in a second. But I thought that uh, was one of the top matches on the card. Um, of course, I did not like the uh, <laughs> the Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey match. I think that's why a lot of us probably are saying it's like a C match because that match was horrible. Let's be honest. That match was absolutely dumpster juice. <laughs> it was it was it was garbage. Um, and that kind of brought down the rating of the show for me. Um, and the, the men's. Um, War Games match was really good. Also, it told really good stories. I really enjoyed that match uh, also. So if I had to grade it, I would give it a C plus. You know what I mean? I'm kind of staying in line with you guys. I think that it could have been better. Let's go around the room, man. Let's see who you got uh, for match of the night. LP, who are you choosing? What match are you choosing for match of the night uh, yeah, I, I gotta go with that triple threat match. That that was to me that was the best match. Time. I mean, there ain't nowhere that ain't no that ain't nothing close to even really. <laughs> you can't even really say nothing close. Like unless you gonna say the women. Other than the women's match, it gotta be that match because the damn show won't run the match. Like <laughs> Ronda needs to like she just needs to go away. Like I don't know why she even here anymore. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely gotta go with the, the triple threat match. The ending shocked me. Uh, I wish Bobby would have hit that spear a little harder because he really didn't really hit him that like I wanted him to. Yeah. That was kind of he just kind of just, you know, just kind of 
I was expecting Bobby to lace him with that with that spear, but I guess he hit it long enough for your boy Austin Theory to get to one, two, three, and, and become your new United States champion. Chef Showtime, what was the match of the night for you, sir? Uh, the, <laughs> the women's uh, war games match. Everything else was boring. <laughs> the Bobby Lasley Austin Theory match was dumpster juice. The Ronda Rousey fight, dumpster <laughs> juice. <laughs> Even the men's war games was extra dumpster juice. So, oh man, with extra slime. Oh, jeez, Louise, ham and cheese, please. Uh, let's let me get a little bit of sunshine on this thing, Mister Everything. What was your match of the night? Yeah, I, I don't know what Chef was watching, but that triple threat was definitely a match of the night. It was, it was everything that we. It was more than what we expected because it was uh, uh, a clash of styles with all three of them. You know, so I, I definitely enjoyed that one. <laughs> hey man, that triple threat match was was pretty damn good, man. Uh, let's not forget the uh, Finn Balor versus AJ Styles match. That was a really good match, also. No. <laughs> Did you blow a raspberry? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we got we got a tough crowd here at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, man. We got a high standard for our wrestling, Jack. Um, I thought that the Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins match was the match of the night. I thought that it was up and down the whole time. The finish was great because I know my mouth was gaped wide open. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Um, but I was excited to see Austin Theory. I like this new theory, man. He looks good. Uh, he put down the phone, stopped doing selfies, man. He looks he looks serious. He looks dangerous, man. And he looks like a million bucks. And I think a lot of veterans, whether they like his attitude or not, a lot of veterans will say, hey, man, this kid got something. And I think within the next five years, Austin Theory will become a big name in the business. You can shake your head all you want to, sir, but <laughs> that remains is that this boy got his belt back. He's a two-time United States champion, and he's still young, man. He's 25 years old. He looks good. I think uh, Austin Theory is money, man, and I think if they stick with him, put him in some really good people to tell some stories with, uh, they might have a, a good option for a successor uh, in Roman Reigns within, within the next two to three years. They, they, gave, they gave him the option. You put your phone down or you want the temp your ship. That boy dropped that phone fast. Like, <laughs> well, he had to do something, man. And you know, if anybody got uh some bounce back, your boy Austin Theory got a little uh of what we call in, in the hip hop culture a little bounce back. I mean, he hit rock bottom and then he came up and got the championship when nobody believed in him. If that ain't motivation, I don't know what is. Everybody called him a joke. Everybody call him a failure. They call him stupid for cashing in his money in the bank. His reasoning behind cashing in it in makes sense to me because Roman Reigns is protected. You got five dudes around his cash at all times. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to cash in your money in the bank contract. But I, you know, I understood his reasoning behind it, man. Um, I, I just, uh, I wanted to see him do a little bit more, but I like where Austin Theory is going, man, and I'm going to congratulate the new United States champion. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. He is Dolph Ziggler. That is the route he's going. 
He is the Dolph Ziggler. Hold up. First of all, sir, I'm going, I'm going to ask you to put some damn respect on Dolph Ziggler's name. I can't. Cause they won't they won't put the respect on Dolph Ziggler. I like Dolph Ziggler, but they they won't even put the respect on Dolph Ziggler's name. Dolph Ziggler theory is just like Dolph Ziggler. Let's really pay attention to it. He is just like Dolph Ziggler. I think the thing with Dolph Ziggler is that the thing that hurt him, and I think the and this is a good this is a good subject. The thing that hurt Dolph Ziggler is the same thing that kind of hurt. Um, a lot of other wrestlers who had high expectations where you're getting compared to a Shawn Michaels and everybody is looking at you thinking you are Shawn Michaels uh, type of replica, you know, replica. Thank you. Clone, a Shawn Michaels clone. And I don't think that Dolph is that at all. I think Dolph is one of the hardest workers on the roster. I think that he doesn't get the uh, the credit that he he's due. And to be honest with you, when the boy went down to NXT and won the NXT belt, did he not bring validity and more eyes to the belt? He made it more entertaining uh, than Braun Breaker. I have to be honest with you. That little period of time when Dolph had it, man, that was the belt. That was a hot belt. You know what I'm saying? Dolph brought uh, a lot of eyes to that belt. And so I think that Dolph Ziggler is always going to be like Luigi. He's always going to be like a player too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> he's, he's getting older now, so I don't see him getting a belt unless he uh, does like a Chris Jericho and revitalizes his characters, man, and just comes out with, with different uh, types of characters, or maybe join a group of some sort. Um, the Dirty Dogs was doing good for Dolph Ziggler for a small point in time, and then I believe uh, Bobby Roode or Robert Roode, uh, as he's known for to the WWE universe, he got hurt. Um, so Dolph has kind of been on his own for a little bit, and you know, a lot of people spinning their wheels. A lot of veterans on the roster right now, kind of spinning their wheels because everybody that's main event right now is NXT. Originals, you know what I'm saying. Um, so put some respect on Dolph Ziggler name, man. I had to, I had to put that little sneak bit in there. I got you, Dolph. <laughs> LP tried to LP tried to get at you, son. I got you. I got you, Dolph. <laughs> All right. Um, but like I said, match of the night for me was the Seth Bobby and Theory fight, man. I thought that was really good. Um, but the same kind of thing that happened to Dolph Ziggler is the same thing that kind of happened to Austin Theory where people put him on a pedestal and they start comparing him to different wrestlers. I think what he's trying to do now is break that mold and break out on his own, and that's why he has this new darker character that we're seeing on Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. um, let me go to uh, the man, LP. Uh, what was your best damn moment of the Survivor Series War Games event. Ah. I don't think I had a moment. Where I, there wasn't a moment. There wasn't a moment when I jumped out of my seat or I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, just like Chef said, it, it was it was kind of boring. Like, I don't even know if it had a bet. I think everything was, was straight down the line. I don't think there was no ups or downs because I'm thinking like, did, was there a moment? Well, I can tell you my moment. I'm going mean, to tell you the moment that made me jump up and down. Uh, it was at the end of the event. 
It was at the end of the men's war games match. Uh, the bloodline had just told a beautiful storyline. As soon as Roman Reigns came in, they were getting beat the whole match and back and forth. Roman Reigns came in, rallied up the troops, and they went at it. Sami Zayn was at a crossroads because he had his best friend, Kevin Owens, who is his opponent. And he has to prove himself to his new group that adopted Sami Zayn as family and brought him into the circle of the bloodline. I thought it was a great story. The best moment for me was at the end, after they won, Sammy uh, hit, well, to, to win the match, Sammy hit his best friend, KO, in the gonads, uh, <laughs> and then kicked him in the face, allowing Jay Uso, his his uh, his stable mate, to jump off the ropes and, and uh, do a splash, one, two, three, pins him, uh, and Sammy Zayn is embraced by Roman Reigns, and then he is embraced by Jay Uso. I thought that was a great moment. It almost brought tears to my eyes because that was something where you didn't think those two would ever get together, they would ever function, they would ever click, and now they seem like they're on the same page where Jay Uso was even taken up for Sami Zayn on Monday Night Raw and uh, had an altercation with KO, uh, where KO actually ended up winning that altercation. Uh, uh, but I thought that that segment was gold. I thought it was great. And I thought the pre press conference after that with uh, Paul Heyman giving Sami Zayn his praise and his flowers for his great performances, I thought that was all spectacular, man. So I, if I had to do uh, a best damn moment, of the War Game Survivor Series match, I would have to say it would be when Jay and Sami Zayn hugged it out like family. You know what I'm saying? Sami uh, Zayn versus Roman Reigns WrestleMania. <laughs> Mr. Everything, did you have a favorite moment? Uh, I agree with you. That, that moment that he sacrificed, per se, Kevin Owens to the bloodline would have to be the best moment of the entire night. Yeah, uh, man, I, that that was a great moment. Uh, it's going to be remembered for a long time. Uh, Chef, did you have any moments that you uh, see as your best damn moment? My best damn moment is when it went off. When it went <laughs> off? <laughs> you guys are hard critics, man. <laughs> It was Jesus like Louise. the end when it came on. I was like, "Yes!" And when it went off, I was like, "Yes!" I was happy. <laughs> oh man, you guys are a tough crowd. <laughs> um, I do have to make a mention real quick. Uh, we saw who the fifth member in the women's war games match was, and we had all these speculations on who it might be, and it ended up being none other than the man. Becky Lynch. Uh, fellas, I want to see how excited are you to see Becky Lynch back in the fold? Do you think that she's in uh, championship contention? Uh, and then I want to talk about the differences in between her characters because I didn't know until Monday. And I want to break that down real quick. But LP, how you feel about the man being back in town? 
Uh, I mean, I like I like Becky Lynch. Uh, I think she, I think it's good to have her back, so they're not doing the same stuff over and over. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time before she go for the belt. Becky Becky's at the point now; she's not gonna be without a belt for too long. So I think Bianca's about to come off of it one way or another. Uh, and it's like they're keeping everybody away from Ronda, which is crazy. Like they keep all the good wrestlers away from Ronda, and they let Ronda fight whoever's in the damn stands at the stand. At, 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 at <laughs> So, I, unless they're gonna, unless unless they're gonna send her somewhere else, uh, I'm thinking they might send her to SmackDown. But they somebody going to SmackDown. Somebody got to go to SmackDown. It's either gonna be her, uh, Bailey, or Bianca. Somebody, somebody got to go. Somebody got to go. Raw does have a very packed roster for the women's, uh, for the women's division. SmackDown, I think they need more stars. Uh, more competition on that show, to be honest with you. They had a, a, a lot, but, you know, now it's kind of they're doing the same women over and over again. Uh, Chef Showtime, what do you think about Becky Lynch, the man, coming back around? I loved it. You know what I mean? Like like LP was saying, they need to move her because she's she going to go for the title, but she's not going for the Raw. She's going to go for SmackDown. It's going to be her against Ronda, it's gonna be a great match. I'm saying that now. For WrestleMania or before? Hmm. You saying for WrestleMania or you saying before? Because everybody been saying they were gonna do a WrestleMania. No, I don't think they. I don't think they're gonna get. It's gonna be Becky Lynch against like Charlotte for WrestleMania. Charlotte will be back before WrestleMania. Please, no. Uh, I would love to see that, and I think that's a that's a WrestleMania. Uh, that's going to be at the, the top of the card if it is to happen. Uh, I'm not sure because I'm not even sure what's going on with Charlotte, so I can't even speculate. But you guys know I'm a Charlotte fan, so I'm just waiting for her to come back and decimate everybody. Uh, <laughs> let's well, get into characters real quick. Uh, I know we had talked about characters and how a character can make a wrestler. Um, and for me, I just realized that the man in the character is – a baby face. And the big time Bex character for Becky Lynch is the heel. I didn't know that. I couldn't really, I mean, I knew it in theory, but I didn't really know the difference between the two characters and still until she left as big time Bex. And she was getting her ass whooped every week, being big time Bex, to be honest with you, at the end of it. And I, it almost seems like she had to get her confidence back. She had to. She had to call on her her inner hmm, man, her inner man, and <laughs> and come out and to 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 start doing some of the things that she's known for, which is being the top tier uh, champion. But uh, Mister Everything, how hard is it to uh, switch from a heel character that is well loved to a babyface character? How, how hard is that switch between both, or it just depends on the night? Honestly, it's really not that hard because a lot of it is dictated by the fans anyway. So the fans can love you all day, but one, one time that you do something they don't like, they can turn on you. And we pretty much transition however the fans see us. Um, so, and then let's not forget the man character came from The Rock. Uh, she got that. She got that character from The Rock. So, 
Um, it, it wasn't hard for her to be able to take that on as she started doing the rock bottom. Um, but it's not hard to transition. It's hard for the fans to take it. Yeah, I, I would think that for for some people that are really good, it, it wouldn't be that difficult. Uh, but for someone who's used to working one way and now all of a sudden they have to work another way, I would think that there would be some type of uh, transition change or character change or something uh, where they have to just take on a whole different persona, maybe an attention of themselves in order to play a villain, a really good villain. Let me go around the room, man. Who were some people who uh, do you think were really good at both roles? They were good faces and they were good heels. Who was a wrestler who would be who was really good at being either or and getting the crowd over? Mankind. Go ahead, Chef Tontan. Mankind. Mankind. Mick Foley. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. uh, Mick Foley had many faces. <laughs> uh, I've seen him wrestle three different personalities in one match. <laughs> so it's, uh, I think that man, Mick Foley uh, or Mankind, which is one of his characters, um, I think that he is a really good one. Uh, LP, you got somebody in mind. Who's really good at being the heel in the face? Stone Cold. He was good at both. The Rock. They was, they was pretty much everybody except for John Cena. <laughs> yeah. John Cena started off as the economics. That don't, that don't, come on now. Come on now. Once John Cena went. Yeah, he's like the most polarizing character there is. Once John Cena got to that level, he he even when he should have went heel, they never made him. Look at Roman. Look how long people wanted Roman to go heel. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. Now it's the best thing ever. If John Cena would have went heel, during that Nexus, John Cena would have been the man. But John Cena, John Cena, he, he ain't gonna do it now. He was a John Cena was a heel when he was first coming up. That little bit of small amount of time, he didn't matter. Once he got big, he never went back to heel. Everybody else would go back and forth. Even Stone Cold, Stone Cold said he regretted it at one point in time. I saw an interview. He said he regretted going heel. But Stone Cold is a heel with a light. It was hilarious. It was funny. I did like, like that Stone Cold. I'll be honest with you. I, was I wasn't a, a fan of that Stone Cold. I felt like that Stone Cold sold out. <laughs> it was a horrible, soggy cornflake version of Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? 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 That started from him being a What? <laughs> and that's the worst thing that happened to wrestling. <laughs> That one catchphrase is the worst thing that's ever happened to wrestling because fans chew wrestlers up with that wood, Jack. And it messes them up and it throws them off. And people who have the script memorized in their head and they try to say it, and the fans are like, what, what, what? It'll throw them off completely. You got to know how to do it. People who it affects. You got to know how to do it. You ever see the Undertaker? He got out of Undertaker like, if you sleep with your sister, say what? <laughs> <laughs> and they stop. Oh, man. <laughs> that is funny. Um the, yeah. Uh Mr. Everything, who is a really good heel slash babyface? Uh I have to throw either uh The Undertaker or Randy Orton. Those two are, are my top two to be able to transition between both sides easily with no problems. Uh, I'm going to go to someone who has been flickering 
back and forth for a while now. Uh, and he is known as the great Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho has been wrestling, hell, since the Attitude Era, man. I remember when Chris Jericho first debuted in WCW. You know what I mean? He was different. He was the long-haired punk with the, the shiny, glittery pants, man. And, you know, he had a, a Shawn Michael-esque vibe. Like, if you had to put the, was it, the Hollywood blondes with the Shawn Michaels-type character, that's what he was at the time. Um, I, I loved Chris Jericho. I love watching Chris Jericho coming up. I love watching the young CM Punk come up before he came to uh, to his prominence. You know what I'm saying? I like watching those young, hungry type wrestlers. But Chris Jericho is one of those guys who can flip-flop between being a babyface and a heel. And for people who don't know what a babyface and a heel is, a babyface is a good guy and a heel uh, is a bad guy. And you need those dynamics sometimes in the ring to be able to tell stories, to root, uh, to get behind uh, one wrestler and to kind of know the dynamics in the ring of good and evil. It's like the ultimate battle of good and evil for a lot of these. Um, so Chris Jericho, man, he can, he can, this week on TV, he can be the Ring of Honor champion and be, uh, what is it, the Ocho, a, a, a heel character, a bad guy character. And next week, he can switch to the Lionheart, Chris Jericho, and be a babyface. You know what I mean? Like Triple H to me. What do you say? That sounds like Triple H to me. Triple H is one of those guys who can be a good heel slash babyface. Vince, uh, Vince, Vince and Shane, too. Yeah. Shane always, yes, been, a, Shane always been a heel. Shane always been a heel. I've always liked Shane McMahon. You know, I always Shane. thought Shane McMahon was cool, man. He always had fresh sneakers on. Uh, but, he was, but he's never been a baby face. He's always been a heel. When he first came and people were cheering, when he bought WCW and all that whole stuff, he was like, we were fighting Vince. He was, he was always a, the first time he jumped yeah. the post. No, he always been a heel. Every time he fights, he's been a heel. Mm. No, you got to remember when he when he fought Big Show. When he fought Big Show, he was a baby face. When he fought Test, he was a baby face. When he fought Vince, he was a baby face. What chef? What are you talking about? <laughs> when he fought AJ Styles, he was a baby face. Yeah. No. I mean, now I don't think I don't think now because everybody he don't like nobody likes him now, which is. When I, yeah, I, I'm, he burned a lot of bridges, man. Yeah, yeah. When I go back and watch a lot of old wrestling on Peacock, I be like, man, everybody thought Shane was about to be the man. Now Shane, like nobody wants to even if he showed up now, people. Shane, Shane is almost an outcast. Yeah, he sorts. is. You know it's what I'm sad. saying? And he was supposed to be the crown prince of the WWE. He was supposed to take over from Vince McMahon. I'm not mad at the choice for Triple H to take over. Uh, Shane has some really great ideas, but Shane's ideas kind of muddled the world of wrestling and like other segments, like uh, like MMA. Yeah, I remember he had the the Raw oh, after oh, Raw Underground, where Omos first made his first appearance at uh, Raw Underground. I like Raw Underground. It was a little different. I didn't under, quite understand the rules, and I'm like, how is this even 
have, how is this even possible? How were you even able to do a full UFC style mixed martial arts fight within two minutes? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, was, it was very interesting, but it gave wrestlers, just like the 24 7 title, it gave wrestlers something to do uh, during that time. But Shane McMahon was the man. Uh, Shane is a good babyface slash uh, heel character. Because either you can love him or you can love to hate him. You know what I mean? Um, but that's so interesting. And like I said, going back to the, the Bacon Lynch, the man versus Big Tom Bex, uh, it's good to see the the difference in characters and how uh, wrestlers interact with other wrestlers once they do change their character. Mr. Everything, your, your character is uh, in the ring. Do you enjoy playing a baby face more than you enjoy playing a heel? Um, I enjoy them both, but it's a lot easier to be a heel than it is to be a baby face because you can get people to hate you faster than you can get people to love you. Um, especially if you don't have something they can relate to, you know. So it's it's it, it's an enjoyable. Like even even my son has been able to uh, work either way. He can transition between being a baby face in one show and a heel in another one. It's just all a matter of how you. Uh, grasp the emotions of the fans that's watching you uh, do your thing. Yeah. I got a comment from uh, the best damn nation. Uh, Razor Ramon was a good baby face slash heel. Uh, I only remember Razor Ramon really as a heel. He does, He's done baby face work also. I only really remember Razor Ramon. What's the three K? With, with the one, two, three kid. When it was when it was in uh, the NWO when they was over, remember they won't they won't always bad guys. Like people love the outsiders, so they, they was kind of heels, they, they were heel characters. characters. They, they, were muddled the, they muddled the line of a of a of a Stone Cold Rock where you have this heel babyface kind of lane where you're not quite. A good guy, you're not quite a bad guy. You're just like kind of in the middle, and you get cheers either way, being who you are. Um, he, he, was think, a, he, he was a baby face when he was with the Wolf Pack. Yeah, he the had the white, the, the, the white, the black and white. And he had the red okay. and white. And he was a baby the face with the Wolf Pack. The Wolf Pack was the baby face uh, NWO squad. I don't, remember I don't remember that. I you don't remember, remember really. really. Who was it? it? Was it was big? It was big, sexy, steam. Uh, yeah. uh, what's the Spanish guy name? The Hispanic guy. Uh, that you, uh, you had legs. You had legs uh, for a little bit. Uh, kick, not not cannon. Uh, uh, what's the thing? Conan. 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 Was Ray Mysterio with them too? No. Or, no. They tried no. to get uh. Have Mike okay. Tyson. <laughs> But I remember when Sting, <laughs> Sting had it. Yeah, that, the red and black. That was that was the that was the best squad in NWO. Doom, 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 doom. Oh man, <laughs> I like that. And uh, I think one show, man, we're gonna do squad versus squad. You get to pick a legendary three to five member team, and then you go head to head. Uh, we're gonna do that one show. I'm gonna smash y'all. With my, uh, with my crew, <laughs> just to let y'all know. All right, go ahead and get the people in mind because it's going down, Jack. All right, uh, beautiful people. 
we got some highlights from the Raw show. Uh, this past Monday, your boy Montez Ford has returned to action. Uh, him and his partner uh, with Street Profits. Angelo uh, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins. <laughs> I'm excited. I forgot for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> Angelo Dawkins uh, and Montez Ford are back together. Uh, Montez looks huge. The boy been putting on some muscle. Uh, and and Angelo Dawkins has been losing weight. Both of them boys are looking good, man. In the ring, I love the Street Profits. We said before in the prior show that Montez Ford has one of the best frog splashes that we've seen. Right now, he has the best frog splash on the roster. Next to Logan Paul. Uh, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Uh, <laughs> Logan Paul does have a great frog splash. Um, but yeah, Montez Ford, man, he's just his frog splash is just on a different level, man. It's just on a different level. Uh, we've seen them face the the Alpha Academy, which I have to be honest with you, the Alpha Academy has been constant for months. They have been constantly in the tag team title. They have been on Monday Night Raw almost every Monday night. Um. It's, it's, I think being a good worker is being overlooked sometimes. And the Alpha Academy have been really good workers. Um, let me go to Mr. Everything. How important is it uh, to be a good worker in, in any company that you that you work for? What's the advantages? Uh, the advantage is the fact that you can get in the ring with anybody and make them look good without making yourself looking washed down. Um, and Chad Gable has that ability to be able to get in the ring with anybody and make them look good. And then you add Otis into the mix, who is also an amateur wrestler. You know, he has that large background, whatever. Um, so being a good worker inside the ring shows that you can, you know, like I just said, like you can make anybody look good. You can make yourself look good and you're easy to work with. You, you, you're not going to do anything complicated. Um, I don't have to have a whole drawing book to figure out what you're doing and I got to look up YouTube and Google and all that. Like you can pretty much flow with them very easily. So it's, it's so many different advantages. The disadvantage is the fact that you'll be so good that they want to put you in a ring with everybody to put them over. So it kind of takes away from you to be able to get over and get the big opportunities like the title opportunities, things like that, because you're so good at getting everybody else over it's hard to be able to get yourself over in the same in the same sense. Yeah, I, it definitely makes sense to me. Um, I've always liked uh, solid workers, man. You know, um, I was a big Dean Malenko fan. I thought Dean Malenko was a solid worker, man. Um, D'Lo Brown was a solid worker. I've always loved D'Lo Brown, and you know, a lot of people would praise D'Lo Brown for being a wrestler's wrestler. You know what I mean? Um, so I've always uh, appreciated Daniel Bryan when he was in the WWE where the workhorse. Even when he's in AEW, he doesn't have a championship right now, which I don't understand that. But the boy is a worker, man. He he can work with anybody. He improves people and he uh, knows how to make people look good and make himself look good. So I've always liked wrestlers who are multifaceted like that. 
and uh, really good workers, man. So I just wanted to shout out the Alpha Academy for being constant, man, because, you know, they're in the ring almost every week and they're doing their thing and they're making uh, everybody look good. But the Street Profits have returned to form, man, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what else the Street Profits do. Also, on Monday Night Raw, uh, your boy Dexter Loomis defeated The Miz. And he now has a WWE contract. LP, I know you're not familiar with a lot of NXT call-ups, but I wanted to get your first impressions on your boy, Dexter Loomis. What do you think about Dexter Loomis, and where's his place in the WWE? Uh, hopefully in the back and catering, putting the oh. meal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not impressed. I just... I was interested in first, like, but I just think they droned this storyline out extremely too long. Like, come on, you dudes already had a contract. We not it's 2022. We're not doing contracts and stuff like that. We know everybody's showing up. We know, like, come on, come on, come on, stop it. Like, come up with something better. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan, but I, I get, I get into him a little bit later on. Oh man, I like Dexter Loomis, man. I like the the quiet assassin. Uh, he's creepy as hell. Uh, it's always a place for a wrestler like that, especially if you have a counterpart uh, who is animated and a good storyteller, such as um, what's my boy name? A Johnny wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, Johnny Wrestling. Johnny uh, Gargano. Johnny Gargano. <laughs> yeah. Well, I call him by his moniker. No, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Johnny Gargano is a really good storyteller, and I think that him and Dexter Loomis partnering up will really be really good at telling some stories. Uh, they can run that angle for a little bit, man. Uh, so I'm excited to see more from Dexter Loomis, but he got his contract, man, and uh, I'm excited to see more of your boy Dexter. Keep your ass All right. <laughs> uh, Moving on, man. Uh, LP, your boy KO, man, he's he's been uh, firing on all cylinders lately, man. Um, since he he came back, uh, he came right to the top of the card, and and he's been he faced Bloodline, and uh, there's some talks that he may be facing Roman Reigns in the near future. On Monday Night Raw, he showed up uh, to the Bloodline. And he talked to Sammy in a way of, uh, hey, Sammy, I'm not mad at you for what you did at War Games. As a matter of fact, I don't blame you at all. I've you know, turned my back on you. I've stabbed you in the back multiple times. And he said, I, I don't hold any kind of ill will towards you. He said, matter of fact, I don't want to ride with you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want anything to do with you, Sammy. Sammy Zane look hurt for real. <laughs> I saw a little tear come down his eyes. Uh, LP, how do you feel about the relationship between KO and Sammy? And do you think something would come out of this storyline? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, when they change this stuff around, I kind of kind of uh, agree with uh, Mr. Everything. That they gonna kind of start pushing towards Sammy and Roman going at it because I think Sammy gonna be so popular in the bloodline now. He's gonna pay Isaac Roman 
and they they gearing they gearing toward that. I knew that after this they were gonna gear towards something, but to me it looks like they're headed toward that. So, yeah, I think Kale's gonna play a part, but I don't think I think I think Sammy's popularity is too big right now. Like to be honest, he get his pops is almost big as Roman. I so I want to say his pops is bigger than Roman. So oh man. They got to they got to carry that. And I was thinking the other day, we got January, February, March, and April. They got four months. So Roman's probably not even gonna have to defend his title. He might defend it against KO between now and April. He's only gonna defend his belt one time before WrestleMania. Probably the Royal Rumble or something. Uh yes, either gonna be a Royal Rumble or maybe Elimination Chamber. I can see him defending his belt at uh, at one of those. Um, this this KO and Sammy relationship has, has been over twenty plus years, man. And I think there's some real storyline in what they're doing between the two characters. Um, Mister Everything, what do you think about the KO versus Sammy relationship? Wow, I love it. It's great storytelling. Um, it, it shows the realism. And everything that they're doing, especially with KO and Sami Zayn being really best friends, like in real life. So it brings realism to it. And I really feel like this is going to carry over into Royal Rumble. We're going to have Sami Zayn and KO as the last two, maybe Jay Uso involved in it as well. Um, Sami Zayn winning the Royal Rumble, and then there's your, your altercation between the bloodline and Sami Zayn. Going into WrestleMania, same as name versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, um, I, I like the dynamic and story uh, between KO and and Sami Zayn. I think it's still more there, even though KO is hinting that uh, him and Sami Zayn are going to have nothing to do with each other. But I don't think so. I think they're going to come together in some type of way. You don't just throw a twenty-year relationship away. Uh, some people do. But, you know, uh, so most of the time, people find a way of getting back to each other if they're real friends. So uh, I, I'm interested to see where that goes. But right now, Sami Zayn or Sami Uso is all for the line. <laughs> uh, folks, on SmackDown, uh, I know you guys have been paying attention. Uh, right now, going on in the world uh, is soccer, it's football. Taking over the world right now. Uh, every country is vying for their teams uh, to, to take over and bring prestige and uh, gold back to their country. Uh, the WWE is doing something similar where they have the SmackDown World Cup, and the winner of that World Cup gets to face the one and only. Uh, this past week, we now have our finalists for the SmackDown World Cup. We have Ricochet representing the United States. And we have Santos Escobar, who is representing Mexico. I think this is going to be a banger of a match. It's going to be really, really good. It's not going to be too fair for Ricochet because uh, Santos Escobar has uh, a whole faction behind him. That's pretty much probably going to help him out. Uh, get this win, but are you guys excited to see Santos Escobar versus Ricochet? And who would you rather see Gunther face 
for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm going to go sell Showtime. Uh, I'd rather see Ricochet. It's going to be a good little David and Goliath match. You know, a little high flyer that's going to be jumping the top rope. If he can keep moving fast, he, he'll be Gunther. But, you know, one of them chops going to cut his head off. You know what I mean? Because... Because they make they move at Escobar a little too fast towards the belt. He just got there and he barely had any matches. The boy good, man. I don't care how much, how, how fast he's they good. move. He's good. And I think his faction has the ability to do uh what Imperium is doing right now with the Intercontinental Championship. I can see that happening. And I can see Gunther moving up to a more prominent role to be able to face. Uh, a Roman Reigns, but I really like. Uh, I think this match is going to be banging. To be honest with you, uh, Ricochet versus Santos Escobar. What do you think, LP? Uh, I, I want to go with Ricochet. Um, well, I, I if you're not going Braun Strowman. <laughs> Woo! I, I think they're going to do that eventually. I think they're going to do the Braun Strowman versus. Uh, eventually but right now yeah I want to see Ricochet I, I think I think Ricochet and um what's the other boy Santos Escobar no no not even him the other guy um the guy the guy that Bobby Lashley has been beating up last second week he always you know, yeah I thought those two guys were like real good when they first showed all the they was really good. They just didn't do nothing with the storyline wise. Like, you know, they put a dude in a retribution and all that kind of mess like that. I mean, they just had bad writers. But I felt like those two guys were two of the best athletes. They remind me a lot of like Sheldon Benjamin. Like, I would love to see Sheldon Benjamin. Like, he's just dope. I would love to see him and Sheldon Benjamin have a match. So they're probably never going to do it. But so I, I, I want to see Ricky take his time because he's going to put in his dude. Just like Seth said, they got to stop letting people just show up and just. And just get stuff like, you know, I saw Sasha Frank, um, Sasha Frank saying that about Ronda Rousey. Like, Ronda Rousey is giving stuff. It's like, it's not fair for the women to put in that work, you know, for people. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put in pin in this, and I, I think that the Ricochet versus Santos Escobar is gonna be a really good fight. But to your point with the Ronda Rousey thing, uh, I'm gonna make this into a little sec. Uh, how do you guys feel about Ronda Rousey as a champion? I'm going to be completely honest. Um, the hype around Ronda was really good. Um, Ronda came in. She really picked it up and really learned. I feel like there was some, a point of time when she was first there, when she was learning and absorbing and, and becoming a better fighter. The Ronda Rousey we've been seeing lately has been riddled with botches. Um, I don't think that Ronda is a great leader in the ring. Meaning, I don't think that she can carry a match and make everybody look good. I think that in, in, when you're watching Ronda, it's almost like you're counting. Like, one and two and one and two. It just looks, it just looks sloppy. A lot of stuff that she does is sloppy. Uh, her timing is off. This uh, Shotzi versus Ronda match 
was absolutely horrible. And to be honest with you, fellas, I have to give the Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey the WTF award. What the f- was that? What the f- was that? That match <laughs> was garbage. It made every match on the card. It brought it brought down the whole. It, it brought down the whole uh, feeling of the event. I know we all gave it a C, C B plus B minus kind of uh, vibe for the entire show, and it was because of this match. Because this match was god awful. Uh, Ronda Rousey cannot lead matches. Um, she needs stronger opponents in the match that can be able to lead and and really make stuff looks good. LP, are you impressed with Ronda Rousey's performance since she's been champion since she's come back? <laughs> no. Uh, I, think, I think with Ronda, just like you said, when Ronda first got there, that's when she still had a little bit of hype behind her name. Ronda Rousey, bad woman, playing blah, 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 blah. But none of that matters now. When Ronda got her tail whooped and UFC those last couple fights, that was it for her. Like, she, you don't see her in movies no more. You don't see her being the, you know, the, she was in Fast and Furious. She's an expendable, she was just tough persona. Once she got her tail whooped and quit, she lost all of that. You remember, and I think a lot of fans have not forgiven her, but she talked a lot of trash about WWE when she first left. She, she talked did. a whole trash. And I think a lot of fans have not forgotten that. And now she's back. She's probably making more money than half the other girls. And she's getting free money. She don't care. Ronda does not care about none of this stuff. Like, and the fans don't care. They they give her this belt because she's probably contracted to have it. But look at her last her last couple of matches was Lil Morgan, Shots, Shotzi, who the hell they is. Like who has she really even fought? Shayna Baszler, was the only person who really can give her a battle. Let's keep her close to her so she don't gotta fight her. So now Ronda, Ronda, if Ronda didn't show up the rest of the year, nobody would know. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Ronda Rousey fan too, man. And I hate to see it, but I got to be honest, man. Her in ring work is god awful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's hard to watch sometimes, man. Uh, I just want to see Ronda do better and, and become a, a super dominant fighting champion where there's no question at all uh, who the SmackDown champion is. So she still has fear uh, around her, but I cannot watch her matches. Her matches are horrible and uh, they've always been pretty bad. Uh, I think the only match, only two matches where I really enjoyed Ronda uh was when Nia Jax, when she fought Nia Jax and Nia Jax with the walk, mopping her ass all over the ring. Um, and then the match that she had with Charlotte Flair, because Charlotte pushed the match. Uh, and then Charlotte just ended the match beautifully in violence. And I loved every minute of it because as a wrestling fan, I was pro wrestling versus UFC at the time. Um, so I want to see more from from Ronda Rousey, man, as a champion. Uh, I just think that you know she's lost a little bit of first time. Real quick, Chef, what you think about Ronda Rousey? You on mute, Chef? You on mute, bud? Your facial expressions tell me everything I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hate Ronda as a heel. She sucks. Uh, oh, mean, man. It's she, when she's the when she first came in the baby face, okay, learn what people ask. You know, move to the next person. When she starts hurting heel, her character just got her wrestling went downhill and her character went downhill to me. Mm. Uh, I can agree with that a little bit, sir. Uh, I, like I said, I, I think we want to see more from our, our champions, man. I would love to see uh, a female version of a, of a Roman Reigns tribal chief kind of character. I think that Becky was on the trajectory to be that star. And then I don't know why she kind of she kind of fell off a little bit. But she was the female version of Roman Reigns for a little bit. But just a little bit. Uh, and like I said, we want to see more a little bit from Ronda. Uh, fellas. Man. Uh, this past week, uh, Mr. Everything uh, blessed us here at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast with another interview. Uh, with none other than your boy EC3. Um, I'm a big EC3 fan. Uh, I remember meeting EC3 and I, I got a, a picture of EC3 uh, <laughs> from way back when. So uh, excuse the fuzziness. But yeah, that's your boy and uh, the great EC3. Um, this was a transitional time when he was in NXT and he was moving up to main roster. Um, I had a chance to talk to him and I congratulated him for moving up to main roster. Uh, and then shortly after that, uh, they decided to part ways and then he started to create the, the CYN brand. Um, uh, but I wanted to talk to Mr. Everything, man. And, uh, just right before, uh, I played this clip, I just want you to, Disappear on me. I appreciate that. Uh, but beautiful people, uh, I want you guys to check out this clip from Mr. Everything uh, as he interviews everybody. My name is Mr. Everything, and I'm with this man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give you his name anyway, Mr. E.C. Green. How you doing? I'm doing all right. So, my question to you, control your narrative. Why? Why you? Why now? Control your narrative. Why? Why me? Why now? Why not? When? Why? How? Where? When does opportunity come for the up-and-coming professionals who need inspired athlete on the way up? How do they get noticed? How do they get seen? Do you know these answers? Where do they go? When does it happen? Why not? 
That's why control the narrative. That's why, when, and now. Because now is the time for people to find, break the mold of the conformity of the independent wrestling bubble and the toxic wrestling community. Time to truly inspire each other, find each other, find yourselves. Control your narrative is to tell your story. I know your story. You would be standing next to me if I didn't know your story. Your story, his story, damn near broke me. As a man, as a grown man, tough as shit, this man's story had me invested. But it wasn't a story as a character, it was his reality. His reality as a man, his reality as a father. How? How do people get to know these stories? There is no way. Because when that camera's on, cable television, paper view, that red light behind it, three producers, two writers, scripts, no heart, no emotion, no reality. So why? This is why control narrative is going to exist. Simple as that. I love it. Back to you guys, back in the best damn wrestling podcast. Oh man, uh, that was your boy EC3 uh, with the homegrown Mr. Everything. Uh, can you give us a little bit of uh, backstory uh, to what he was saying uh, and how is it working with the great EC3? Oh man, listen, we, we have so much fun. Um, working with Victoria Narrative. That that was Friday night. We were filming some some segments, some matches, uh, what we call scraps. This is just content to put out there on Pro Wrestling TV uh, and on the uh, the network for Control Your Narrative to get a lot of guys an opportunity to be able to tell their story, to tell the world and show the world who they are and, and be able to express their frustrations in professional wrestling. Um, so, and he had no idea I was going to ask him that question. I just walked up to him and said, I'm going to ask you one question. And then you answer however you feel. So that answer that he gave was generally organic. Uh, EC3 is always like that. He's always somebody you can reach out to and say, hey, I have this idea. He'll say, I don't like it. But it's your idea. So what can we do to make it better? What can we do to manifest it? This is what you want to do. This is your idea. This is your truth. This is your story. So what can I do to help you make it good, make it great, make it better? So I, I truly appreciate EC3 all the time. Anytime I can have him, um, he's always one of those good brothers to have around you. Uh, yeah, man. I think EC3 is, uh, is a great wrestler. I've, I've always liked his work um, and, and watching him on, on the indies and uh, coming to WWE, uh, to NXT, to WWE main roster, uh, and even some of the stuff that he's been doing with Troy Narrative, to be able to give young wrestlers a platform to develop their star, I think that's a great thing that he's doing, and not a lot of people uh, have to have the, the gusto to be able to do that. So um, I salute uh, EC3, man. I think he has a great platform for young wrestlers, up-and-coming wrestlers, man. Um, and I would love to see him uh, on some on some other products uh, in the near future if he chooses to. Uh, but I know right now he's doing some great things with uh, Control Your Narrative. Um, how was it working with the guys down there in Control Your Narrative? 
Oh man, it's everybody's hungry. Everybody has like the gusto and the drive and the motivation to create something that's different from what we're constantly watching. You know, we we have WWE, we have AEW. I think Impact is still around, um, but we have all these things where everybody's trying to do pretty much the same or trying to better, like trying to be better than the last company because they want to be the best. We have something different. We have something to where. It is a controlling narrative where all the talent is pretty much controlling everything that they want to do. So a lot of the guys that came through, they're, they're so motivated to be able to go out there and showcase their abilities because it's their story. So it's, it's great to see a lot of these young guys and a lot of these veterans get together, help each other out, push each other to their limits, and um, take each other to the next level. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, we look forward to seeing more from uh, Control Your Narrative. And uh, thank you, Mr. EC3, uh, for being a member of the best damn nation. Uh, moving forward, beautiful people. Uh, sometimes we have to go to the GD of the best damn wrestling podcast. To allow him to blow a falloon steam. Uh, the wrestling world is full of things to talk about, things to rant about. So we have to go to you, boy LP, and get a little bit of tough talk. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my! All right, I'm gonna keep this short this time. <laughs> So what, what I say may sound bad to some of y'all, but let me, let me be clear when I say this. The NXT call-ups are ruining the show. The NXT call-up, majority of the NXT call-ups, and I've said this before, are trash. Most of these people they have brought on have not done nothing. Y'all made a big deal about Hit Row coming back. Hit Row ain't don't do nothing, but this look like some, some gangster, look like a crime time 2022. You talk about your girl Shotzi. This girl shows up on the tank, and we supposed to get excited about it. And then she get a title shot with Ronda Rousey, and it was a horrible match. She has no business being in a match with Ronda Rousey. Let me tell you why NXT is not working. Stop this taking. Everybody don't watch NXT. I don't watch. It. Everybody don't watch it. I used to watch Raw, and I used to watch SmackDown. I didn't watch Shotgun Saturday damn night unless I didn't have nothing to do. So don't assume everybody watches NXT. <laughs> So you just keep throwing these people in here and people are supposed to get excited. Look back at everybody they brought. A majority of the people in the fans don't even know who the hell it is. You bring back Dexter Loomis and this is what we supposed to care about Dexter Loomis. First of all, let me tell you something, Dexter Loomis, and I hope you're watching this. When you run around giving them, giving that money to them people, I know it's how you give no black kids nothing. <laughs> Skip over the little black <laughs> right there. <laughs> Go back and watch the footage as he give a white kid out the white kid, them little Chris one dollar bills. Just some black kids. He was right there. Sitting on black kids like, hey man, hey, hey man. He had like he was going in the bag, and then he went over there. That's a red flag. That's a red <laughs> flag right there. If you got a picture, <laughs> Jester Loomis is a racist, and I'm saying it right here, right now. I don't trust, I don't trust Jester Loomis, and I'm never going to cheer for nothing Jester Loomis did. He is a damn racist. Go back and watch it. It's all the things you got to know. <laughs> NXT 
called up on messing up the bitch. Look at the Miz. The Miz is one of the best talkers you got. The Miz can still go. Just like I said, look at Dolph Ziggler. Look at uh uh anybody that mess that's still that still can go and they got them job on. You got my boy Shelter Benjamin losing the Austin Theory. Get the hell out of here. Come on, stop this. Stop break. They don't need no more NFT callers. Y'all got enough. Nobody else needs to come for the rest of the next four or five months until you do something with these people that you already have. I don't want to see no more uh, NXT. This person for NXT, you don't know this. Don't bring no more. If that is it. That's the Loomis. I'm watching your ass, you racist piece of crap. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm there. You, you got to give this. You got to give these guys some time, man. You got to understand. You're coming from NXT. You're doing all this. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to do this. NXT call-ups, who are now superstars. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Trey Wyatt, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Bailey. I, I mean, I can stop Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. All those people you named. Did they not grind it out before they got it where they was at? Every single one of them grinded it out. Did any of them and show that's up? what they're doing now. No, they not. That's Shot, she just had a title shot. The ticket had been up for like two okay, weeks. Okay. Well, okay, when, 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 the shield, when the shield came, they, they took over immediately. And they, and they, they, did. they did. That's not, that's, that's not the thing. Finn, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Came up on the on the main roster and became Universal Champion. Okay. Well, let's say, okay. Well, let's say this then. Those people you just named, all those people you just named, compared to the NXT people that's coming up right now, street pop. You got to give them time. Racist, racist Dexter Lumis. Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Who, who cares? He had done nothing. Uh, who else did I call it up? I can. It's so many bums. They just bring it up these You're blaming the talent. You need to start blaming the creator. Stop blaming the talent. You start blaming the creator. They are not putting these guys in these matches in these segments the right way. If the, if you put Johnny Gargano in a match with someone that can really go with them, you'll be impressed. Trust me. If you put a Johnny Gargano in a watch a Johnny Gargano in a Tommaso Champa match. You, you're you're going to change your whole perspective on the entire thing. Trust me. But the thing is, as a company, you can't assume that people are watching NXT. So you got still you got to write that show. Is there people you remember back in the day when people used to show up? They had a little promos. They coming. They coming. They coming. Just like that one dude. That dude that beat the hell out of you in that match. The dude. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that, was that was a building him up. That was, I, I got it. I got at least, I got at least one hit in, okay? I got one hit. I got 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 I and you're supposed to know the only person that get excited well, is that guy right there. He get excited. He get excited over every NXT person that show up. 
Oh, she got the TTP payback. I'm telling you, in order for WWE to be what they need to be, and you're right, writers, writers are horrible right now. I don't give a shit. I ain't even gonna bring up this Triple H man. Triple H needs to stop bringing these folks here, and they need to start making these people matter. Like none of them matter. Just like Brian, you said yourself, they're the main ones getting shine right now, and the show is going down. The, the matches are well, the I best gotta, thing gotta, going on. The best thing they got going on right now is the bloodline. Why can y'all do all this great writing for the bloodline and then crap on everybody else? Look at that Miz. The Miz is a joke. The Miz is now a jobber. He is he's horrible now. And the Miz is one of the best guys they got back there. He can start a fact. The Miz don't the Miz don't care. He got a reality show. He doing he and quit. stars and, and everything else. He don't care. And I gotta I gotta take the blame for Veer Mahan because I did go out there and make him really look really, really good, and then everywhere behind me made him look bad. So you gotta have somebody to get in the ring to to be able to, to carry these guys. Like we must, like we said before, it's it's a good thing that be a great worker when you can make someone else look good. But when you have someone that can't make you look good or you can't make yourself look good, it takes you it takes you away from your whole your whole uh, drive. So you got to put them in the ring with somebody that can make them look good and keep them pushing. Some and storytelling. You got to build these stories. You can't just throw somebody out there and expect me to care as a person that doesn't watch the next season. And Lord knows, before before they let them keep their names, they bring them over here and uh, what you boy, uh, carry across look like somebody from the reject from Mortal Kombat. With that, with that, with that, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Man, come you on. know, that was your boy Vince that was changing everybody's characters when they came over. Uh, and and luckily, certain wrestlers, like a Butch, he just so happened to like his name, so he ended up keeping it. And and Butch is one of the most over wrestlers on the uh, SmackDown roster, man. Um, and I love Pete Dunne. But Pete Dunne ain't got nothing on Butch. You know what I'm saying? Which is which is uh the man. Um that was that was some great points that you guys brought up. I want to go back real quick uh to um that tough talk with LP and let everyone know that LP opinions <laughs> does not reflect that of the show. <laughs> I ain't saying that about Dexter Loomis, but LP is <laughs> officially on your ass, Dexter Loomis. I ain't saying none of the stuff that he's saying, but LP is gunning for you. Uh, yeah. so. It'd be hilarious if I was talking and he just showed up behind me all of a sudden. Oh, that would be hilarious. That would be a great moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thank you, LP, for that tough talk. No oh, man. Uh, listen, we have to go back to the wrestler of the best ever wrestling podcast. Uh, we asked the man, Mr. Everything, if he can take us to school, and school is what he's doing. Uh, in this clip, Mr. Everything is teaching students how to properly hit the ropes without snapping them and without snapping your spine. Uh, so, Mr. Everything, uh, just before I present this clip of you teaching your class, can you give us a little insight uh, about your academy, sir? 
Absolutely. So in this clip, uh, I'm actually training a couple of boxers. And one of the main things that I was telling them is that cardio is everything in terms of boxing, as well as wrestling. Uh, so I'll show them how to run the ropes to be able to kind of get that cardio up, to get that heart rate up. But I'll show them the right way of running the ropes. So in the event that the ropes do pop, like happened with Bobby Lashley um, a couple of months ago, you have the ability to save your own life. Um, you, you won't sustain a, a serious injury like breaking your neck, your back, or even, you know, something terminal. So in this clip, you're going to see the guys learn the correct way to run the ropes and <laughs> they get blown up in the first couple of seconds. So let's take a look. All right. Prepare yourselves. Get your notebooks and your pencils and your pads out. It's time to go to school. Oh man, getting them ropes, Jack. Uh, man, that kind of look. That sounded like it hurt a little bit. Does it hurt when you hit the ropes? When you it, when you run that it hurts. It hurts a lot. Um, and it's even worse because where we're at is inside of a barn, and it's ten degrees in North Carolina right now. So you got the cold sitting on top of the ropes, and you're hitting them, and yeah. Yeah, you'll you feel it in the morning. Trust me. He he called me the next day. He said, man, I don't think I can get out of bed. <laughs> so, man, yeah, they're, they're made to hurt because he don't want you to lean on them too much. You got to hop off of them. 
So, uh, yeah, man, they, they, they're not going to play with. Oh, man, I always thought running the ropes would be fun. You know, almost like a little bungee cord or a little snap rubber band. But you're telling me it hurts and it puts bruises on your body. So I think I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but we always uh, love seeing Mr. Everything do his thing in the Academy of Wrestling. Uh, sir, thank you, Mr. Everything, for sharing that clip with the beautiful people. Oh man. oh, man. Fellas, man, we are an hour and 24 minutes in. And sometimes we get hungry. So we got to go to the chef of the best damn wrestling podcast. And that's Chef Showtime. What's your best damn recipe? Uh, <clears throat> this week I made something simple. You can eat it hot or cold. It's pesto pasta with chicken. It's very, it's a very simple recipe. If you have olive oil, some minced garlic, boneless chicken, some pepper flakes, you know, throw it together with some sun-dried tomatoes. It is awesome. But my pesto sauce, you can either buy from the store. I make mine personally because I'm going to make my own sauce. But it is delicious. You can add more vegetables to it. it man. This thing about it made me want to go heat up another plate of it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Chef, Showtime, let the beautiful people know where they can get a recipe for some of your chicken pasta. You can, pasta. You can get the recipe off of the Best Damn Podcast or just hit me up on my on my page, I can send whatever recipe you you need or you want to make something, send it to me. I I probably got it or I can make it up for you. <laughs> I need a chicken. I need a I need a chicken recipe. What kind of chicken? Fried chicken, me, baked chicken. Me and my me and my siblings, we having a for Chris, we having a cook off. So everybody got to cook some chicken, and whoever got the best chicken wins. So I don't, but I got to cook it myself. My sister, I'm going to get four women. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. I know we're going a little longer already on the show. But yeah, I need I need some I need something good. Kill him. I got you cheating. You cheating, I'm telling. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, I'm, I'm glad my sisters don't watch the podcast. <laughs> he gonna come to the cook off with the best damn chicken. <laughs> so he come up to him, he'll like, hey, I got this in the bag. Sisters, I got the best damn chicken. It's in the name. I already won. I don't need. To, don't nobody need to try it. Don't nobody need to taste it. It's called the best damn chicken for a reason. <laughs> so you got the supplies, man. You gonna hook us up with next week with some best damn chicken? I can make some best damn chicken. All right. <laughs> you got your LP so he can win this cookoff, man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's pride on the line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it's is pride on the line. His kids gonna eat it. Not well, yeah. Well, not teenagers, not no, not no little kids. So I, I, got, I gotta change it. What <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you nah, uh, nah, uh, bourbon, like bourbon or some whiskey oh. sauce. I mean, boy, you, you were talking like you laced the chicken with Molly or something. <laughs> 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 That's that, that's that sauce that they had on the Cosby show that time. They was all eating that chicken. Yeah. And he, he, he tried to take it for Kenny. 
Say he got you on the best damn chicken. Uh, if you want more recipes from Chef Showtime, you can go to our uh, Facebook page and check that out. Uh, beautiful people, thank you for joining us, fellas. It's been a great show, man. Uh, let the people know what you got going on and where can they find you. LP. I photography all day long, fashion shows coming up, everything you will find on my Instagram on one quick photography shoots. All right, all right. Uh, Chef Showtime, what you got going on and where can the people find you? The only thing I got going on is kids and work. You know, they can find me on Facebook at Dante Carter. You can find me on Twitch at Chef Showtime. You can find me on Instagram, Chef Showtime, TikTok, Chef Showtime. Facebook, Dante's Kitchen. All right, all right. You heard the chef speak. And Mr. Everything, what you got going on and where can the people find you? Uh, I'm chilling right now. Uh, I'm getting ready to be done with school as of this week. So I will be a, a graduate of Charlotte University. I have my bachelor's. I'm going to walk in May. Um, but I am going to offer anyone out there that's looking to become a professional wrestler, I'm going to offer some classes. So you guys can look me up on Instagram, official underscore Mr. Everything. Send me a message if you're in the North Carolina area. We can get together, link up, we'll give you a tryout, see if you get a good fit for you. And then we can go from there. And I'm also helping out a lot of boxers out there. So if any boxers that need some help training, get in time contact with me. <laughs> Get a contact with me We can make it happen all right? Oh man Learn to knock somebody out with a pinky From your boy Mr. Everything uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, We got you on the trainings uh, So boxing training Wrestling training If you're in the North Carolina area Or the surrounding areas in South Carolina Virginia uh, Or Georgia Look up Mr. Everything so you can get trained by the best trainer in the business. Beautiful people. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on all my platforms, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Snapchat, all that jazz at Brian Renegade. You can also find me, follow me on Facebook at Brian Renegade. And if you want to follow the show, you can check out our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can check out our Facebook page at Best <coughs> Wrestling. You can check out our Facebook group at the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can check out our Twitter at Best Damn Crew. And you can check out our Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to join the Best Damn Nation for only $5. That's a sandwich, a drink, a burger, and maybe some toys. You can join the Best Damn Nation. And we got all kind of goods for you. We got shirts. We got t-shirts. I said shirts twice, but we shot shirts and t-shirts. That's the difference. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a, a shirt. Uh, what LP got on is a t-shirt. We got cups, mugs, coats, hoodies, 
all that jazz with the best damn logo on it. So you can get best damn paraphernalia when you go to our Patreon and support the show. And if you want to support the show in another way, you can go to our website, www.thebestdownwrestlingpodcast.live. And you can donate to the growth of the show. Fellas, as always, it's been a great show. Uh, before we leave, I like how we did it last week. Let's get a word of advice for the people. LP, you got a word of advice. Don't skip over black people when you're giving out money. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. You know what? That's a good one, though. I'm going to let that lie. I'm going to let that ride. Oh, man. Chef Showtime, you got some advice for the people. Don't walk down dark alleys. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Not at all. I wouldn't do that at all. <laughs> Very dangerous. Not good for your health. Uh, Mr. Everything, you got a final word for the people. Yes. You can learn a lot from a dummy. Buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. And uh, my word of advice is that it is Wednesday. Thanksgiving was Thursday. Throw that damn food away. Thank you for joining the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. We will see you next week on the next Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Fellas, I will see you next week. Beautiful people, we are.